I yeah, I'm not marketing this as a podcast. This is a time capsule project. Welcome to my time capsule project, where I get to photograph, uh, take a photograph of friends of mine, acquaintances, people, and get to have a conversation with them and allow them to self-reflect on their past, present, and future self. This is how that's that's how I should start these now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we are at Columbus Park, and I'm here with Camille. Hi. Did I say that correctly? Camille. Yes. Camille. How do you say it, like, with the Spanish, like... Camille. Camille. Okay, we're ready. We're going. And we're technically here in Chinatown, and we just walked uh, past Bodhi. This is the spot that you chose that is so special to you and sentimental. Can you please take me back to when the first time you went to Bodhi and why is it important to you? What memories do you have at, over there? Yes. Okay, so I have multiple memories. Also kind of fun. The birds decided to chime in on the podcast. They're here. Um, yeah. yeah. They're like, what about me? Um, so the first time I actually went to Bodhi, I was... Um, I was kind of freshly moved to New York, kind of. Not quite, but really, yes, because the first few months that I was here, I wasn't really exploring much. Honestly, I wasn't in the best circumstance at the time. Um, but I got a friend of mine, a, a new friend of mine, who we were kind of getting to know each other, but we hadn't met up already, and we were, you know, having a good time with each other. And she told me to meet her at this spot, Bodhi. And she had me a dim sum, pretty much, honestly. <laughs> I'm a sucker for just, honestly, in general, Asian food. Um, but I love dim sum. I do. Um, and then she was like, oh, it's also vegan, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, but cool. Sounds good. Because, you know, I don't know. I don't know about you or everyone else. But I'm, as a good Argentinian, I'm pretty picky with my meat. Um, and so when a place is vegan, I'm like, okay, one less thing to worry about. Right. So I was excited about that. We met up and from the jump, uh, no, not from the jump. Let me first say, I always liked Chinatown just because I, I love how colorful it can be, how loud, how annoying, um, and how just like, there's always so much going on around here. Just so much, like the vendors, like the different cultures, the, the old people just being kind of crazy, and then some random people just like with their leg up, and like kids <laughs> being crazy, and like the wild outfits, like I don't know, it's a little bit of everything. Um, and I don't know, I kind of feel like I thrive in areas like that, really. I kind of like to not feel like I'm seen all the time. And when there's so much going on around you, inevitably you're like, all right, everyone has something else to worry about. Um, and so, yeah, I made my way over here. I was a little confused because it's just so chaotic um, on the way to Bodhi, I will say. Just typical New York, nothing crazy, but you know, it's pretty chaotic. Uh, but then when you get to that strip, it's just so, I think it's so cinematic. And there's usually like, people selling fruit, you know, late at night too. Um, and yeah, I don't know, it feels peaceful and the food is great. Um, and I've always had a good time there, really. Um, I brought multiple people to this place and I probably still will. If anyone hears this and thought they were the only one, I'm sorry, you weren't. <laughs> you're, um, like, you're not special. No, <laughs> at the places. 
and the memories you hold, but no. I don't know. I definitely am that person to bring people to the same place. Is I, that bad? No, because I do the exact same thing. Like if, I'm just like, it's good. If you feel enthusiastic about the food at a spot, you want people to I want everyone to know. That. Yeah. Exactly. And people always like it, you know? So, so you're not doing anything wrong. I don't think if they so. Like it. Some people get offended, but I don't know. There's... That's a them problem. Yeah, it's a them problem. So, yeah, I don't know. It kind of feels like my safe place. I, I, I always, every, any time that I'm feeling a little overwhelmed or like I need a break, I, I go to Bodhi. I do. I love it. And the staff is just really like, they're very friendly, but in an aggressive way, which I really like. It feels very, in a way, Hispanic and familiar. Um... Like one time I was really late and like the lady, she didn't hit me, but she kind of like grabbed me tightly and was like, you're always late or something. I was like, I don't know you bitch, but I'm with this. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm very far away from home and my family. And so I don't know, getting familiar. Um, what's the word? Like ways of like that like the dynamics the yeah, way that they yeah. like express themselves yeah. with you right it makes you feel good it, re- it really does um and yeah I think I responded to the question did I? yeah you did okay. you, you told me everything about like why it's important to you why you love that dress, so that's okay at the end at the end I kind of forget if I did respond because I forget the question <laughs> you know what I mean? you're fine you're fine uh, um yeah. but to pivot then yes. um going back in time a little bit because this is a time capsule project um i'd love to know you know like when you look back at your life a few years i mean you moved to new york in like 2019 um like what are some of the more noticeable changes that you can like say that you like how do i i like observed about yourself like that you recognize over time like ways that you've changed things that you have learned about yourself and overall like life lessons from like a few years back before you moved once you moved Mm, honestly the first thing that came to mind is uh how do i say i i i'm i'm very much a perfectionist um with things which i know from the jump is like unrealistic because there's no such thing you know as Mm -hmm. perfection but you know, I get, I tend to be very like, when I want something to be good, I really put a lot of time and, and, and energy and, you know, I try to make it as good as possible. That's why sometimes when I'm making music, it's a little hard for me to let it go. Cause I'm like, no, it could be better. It could be better. It could be better. Um, and I feel like, um, I, I can't say it was like, I moved to New York and it immediately happened. Um, I think it was like a, you know, a series of events that of led to it. But I, I, I sort of had this idea that you kind of had to be a certain type of person to feel passionate um, and confident about yourself and your and what you want in life. Um, like there was sort of like an archetype of a person that you ha- that I had to be to be OK with what I wanted to do, you know and be confident about it and I don't know I think moving here to New York made me realize that like all it takes is like all it takes is for you to really want something in order for it to happen you know like I don't know I thought that I had to look a certain way and act a certain way and have a certain amount of income and be around certain people 
to just really take myself seriously and work hard on on what I want, you know, and make my my dream happen. And I don't know. I'm, I I moved here to New York, and I realized how everyone has something that they're passionate about and they're going for. And we're all kind of winging it, you know, like the sort of archetype of a person that I had um, that I needed to become to be confident and passionate, not passionate. I've always been passionate, but like secure about my passion, I should say. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just fake, you know, like we're we're all just kind of winging it and figuring out what we want and what we're doing. And just because you have a bad day doesn't mean you are having a bad year or a bad life. It's just a bad day. and New York really reassured me of that, you know. I, I've, I've met all types of people since moving here. And, um, yeah, it's, it's very inspiring how everyone has something that they care about. And they want to, like, see it through, you know. And everyone has their own definition of success, I guess. Sometimes, you know, capitalistic world gets to people and they're all about making money and yeah. buying expensive things. But... Ultimately, I think it, at least for me and the people around me, it kind of goes beyond that, you know, and I needed that. I I definitely did because I've struggled my whole life to kind of just like take myself seriously. And when I mean seriously, I mean like, like honor my, what I want, I guess. Um, Because I've never been one to like not do what I want, but I don't know if it was honoring it necessarily. You know what I mean? Like, do you mean like was was it like were you doing it like with integrity kind of thing? Like you know how sometimes as creatives, as artists, like sometimes yes. we will cater to a certain way because of like we think that that's going to be perceived right. well versus like what do we really intuitively feel good about that is truthful to us and the kind of content we're creating? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like definitely that. And then also just, I don't know, just like really putting, um, how would I say it? Like, just being sure about something. I think that's that's what it is too. Like, I've made a lot of decisions, not so much because I was sure about them, just because I wanted to do them at that time. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I, like... If, I, if someone was like, why do you want to do this? And, and what makes you want to do this? You know, if I had to make sort of an essay as to why I I, I chose the life I chose before, or I, I chose those, you know, I, I picked something over something else, or I went somewhere. It was more so just an impulse, I guess, or, or not always an impulse, because it's not like I'm the crazy impulsive person, but like- You have the fire signs for that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I do have fire moon, and not to get into that, but- <laughs> I do. Um, And, yeah, I think it's just the confidence, but not in a cocky way. I don't know. I'm trying to, like, make it make more sense. But I don't know. I feel like it it makes sense, right? Like, it's just, yeah. yeah. Like, you just see so much around you all the time that, like, um, so much inspires you and also just makes you feel small in a good way, you know? Yeah, I, I to piggyback on that, I, I would add, like, personally, I, I feel like coming here is, like, a humbling experience because someone who enjoys photography, like, there are so many photographers here. And, you know, there's so many different kinds of photography. Just like in music, there's so many sub-genres of music and styles. And, you know, it's kind of like you can really come here and then learn. 
but also that can really shift and shape you to be more secure of like your own sound and your own like persona and like just overall creativity and what you're doing like your own lane you know totally yeah and i think that yeah yeah that was very articulate yes that's that's good yes um my pr person right here no (laughs) um but yeah that's that's kind of exactly it you know and then as you said there's so many people doing all types of stuff that it kind of forces you to just be like okay what's my stuff Mm -hmm. you know not in a like i had no idea and i'm just taking it from other people but it's like okay you're really good at this and you're taking it very seriously and you're just like showing me that i can also take it just as seriously you know and can be good at it too yeah you know and and lastly new york really really welcomes um new like the newness is something very exciting i think to new yorkers well, at least in my personal experience when it comes to art, you know, my own music. I had my first show in the, in the States here in New York. And I was, wasn't terrified. I'm not going to make it overly dramatic. But, you know, I was like, what? You know, how's this going to be? You know, all my music is mostly in Spanish. And it's still a big deal. And it's kind of yeah, like you know, taking back a little bit. Yeah, it was in Manhattan. I didn't really, I, I've never lived in Manhattan and I don't know, it, I, I, I knew of the venue, but not really. And I don't know, it was very, not serendipitous, but it felt very like a dream in a way. Mm-hmm. And then right before, I'm starting to remember, I was pretty nervous right before. And then once I started, everyone was just so welcoming and so nice about it, you know, and so excited and um, just down to have a good time and, and, and hear something different, you know? Yeah. I think that because there's so much around here, sometimes people are quick to just, like, I don't know, m- feel like everything is static in a way. You know, it's like, oh, there's so much shit going on. I got to just be on one lane. Yeah. But at the same time, when you're showing yourself authentically, I think people are willing to sort of, like, see what's up a little bit, you know? Yeah, because you're... It was like when we were talking earlier off the record about being vulnerable. Right. Like, you're able to move people because you're showing, like, a very sensitive side about your, of yourself. Like, through your music, through your songwriting, through the lyrics, right. through the performance, like, your body language on stage. I mean, you are, like, an incredible performer. Because I, I did get the, the pleasure, privilege of seeing you um, at that Space Cadet show in Arlene's Grocery. Um, and... Yeah, it's just, it's so cool to see people, like, do their thing. And you talked a lot about, like, finding that confidence and security, like, within yourself. And you definitely display it on stage. Oh, thank you. Well, it took it took a lot, you know. I wish my mom was here to just testify. I used to just, I started singing lessons when I was, like, nine or so. And we'd have recitals always at the end of the year. And I had this singing teacher who only had old students because... Um, I don't know, like my mom has always been one to be like, okay, you need something, I'm going to make sure you get the best out of something. Very wonderful human. And so I was the youngest one out of all her students. And I literally, like there's footage, my mom records everything, um, of me just so, like just so tiny on the mic. Like I was singing, but I was so hidden, you know. And it took a lot of, of trial and error and just sort of, figuring out what I wanted and how I wanted it and how I could make it work, you know, for it to actually 
get better, you know? And I'm still working on it. I, I don't think I've had a show where I've been like, I killed it, you know? I always am just like, all right, there's a lot, there's a lot, of, a lot of room for improvement, a lot. But I think that's a good thing. I don't, I don't think I ever want to feel that way. I don't think I ever want to feel like I killed it. Maybe yes with love, like romantically or with friends, you know? I do want to feel that sense of wholeness. But with like my career, like no, I always want to feel like I'm learning and growing. And I think that's why I also chose something that's like art related instead of something else, you know? You can always find room to grow and like learn, you know, with whatever it is that you do. But I really think that when you pursue any artistic career, it's a lot harder to, to feel like you know it all, you know, because there's always going to be someone new that's taking over and you're like, what the fuck is this? How is this happening? And like so much of what hits and people like is based on the circumstances of like the world, you know, and the generation. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't I don't see how you can. I mean, yes, you can be lazy with anything, but there's always something that you can learn about yourself and just your own craft and, and the people around you, you know, always. I've never felt like, I'm always humbled, I would say, always. When I'm making music and when I'm on stage and when I'm like meeting other artists and even when I'm networking sometimes, you know, like it's just, it's very humbling, but in a great way, you know? Yeah, no, it is. Cause it's like, you, you really like put in a position where you're like, oh, like these people do things this way and like you're always you're just always able to like observe and learn and i think like that's a great thing about creating art and even life in general too because like even working at a news station you know like i used to work at univision and oh, i was like oh this is like my like playing field and then going to work at another station it's like oh this is three times as big and like it's there's so much like humbled again you know and I think you got to go into a lot of those rooms that way so that you can, like, just listen. Absolutely, you know, and sometimes I don't shut up, but <laughs> usually in those circumstances, I'm very quiet. I'm, I'm trying to learn how to not be as quiet because I still have to show myself. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, it's very humbling in a great way. You know, I always tell my friends, you know, when, I don't know, because I feel like I come off as like I always want to be right and although I know that is true I also don't you know like I love being right but I also love being wrong I really do and people are like yeah gotcha you're wrong I'm like I'm glad I was wrong like I learned some I learned something you know what's the um, last thing you were wrong about oh I, I have this one I do yesterday or the day before I don't know like very recently like two two days ago I think I was with my roommate and uh, my roommate is a big um, animal advocate, you know, like she's vegan. She's always going to like rallies and, you know, PETA, just, you know, like defending animals. And I love that. Um, but we were discussing, <laughs> this is kind of dumb, but we were talking about how Pete Davidson called PETA and cussed them out. Okay. Because I guess PETA was saying that... Um, that that uh yeah Peter was saying that he he bought a dog and that that's wrong you know and you know most people that are huge animal advocates they think that 
buying dogs is wrong. And I agree with that. But I also know that, um, well, I guess I don't know. I was proven wrong. That it's not as easy to get certain breeds, you yeah. know? Like, if you're allergic, there's only, I think, one specific breed. You, the Cavapoo, I think it's called? I don't know. Maybe a few, I don't know. But it was the Cavapoo in this case. Because um, he was saying how he couldn't... Sorry, going back. Pete Davidson. <laughs> this is so stupid. But <laughs> I feel like I gotta say the whole story. He was saying how he couldn't a adopt a dog, you know? He was responding to the backlash. That he couldn't adopt a dog because... He was extremely allergic, and so he had to get, you know, a dog that they were sure that was 100% right. the breed and easy to, you know, he could have the dog, I guess. And so I was talking about this with my other friend, and she was listening to that conversation. And I was kind of just, in part, like, you know, I was kind of on Pete Davidson's side because at that t up until that time, I thought that it was extremely hard to get any breed to adopt, you know, that you had to, certain breeds you had just had to buy. Um, and, and so of course she came out and was like, no, that's not true. You just need to look, it's not that hard. And I was like, really, really? All right, bet, then you find me a Cavapoo that I can adopt. <laughs> and she did very quickly. And it was funny cause like, I didn't, I, I didn't word it like that. I didn't say like, okay, you show me. But I was like, gladly prove me wrong or whatever. And then minutes later, I get a message from her and I was like, I knew it. I knew you were going to send me some link showing me that I was wrong. So yeah, you guys can adopt Cavapoos. Now you know. The more you know. The more you know. You can adopt any breed. So adopt, don't shop. So yeah, that was the last time I was proven wrong. It's not that serious, but it's a testament. It's, 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 you, you admitted it, you put it on the record, so I'm proud of you for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's many other times where I've been wrong, you know? I really, I just, I, I wanna, in life, I feel like I'm, I want to fight constantly towards, just fight against becoming like an old, bitter person that doesn't understand, that doesn't understand anything, but thinks they understand everything, and so they're bitter and judgmental and, you know, it's like, eh, some of, you some just of don't our, get it. The older generations. Yeah, you know, you, you do have cool people in older generations. I've met some great people that, you know, are way past 60. And they're super open-minded and they don't think like they know it all. But unfortunately, others do. And I don't want to become that. You know, I want to be a cool old lady, you know, talk about weird shit, you know. <laughs> Doing like, you know, being like, oh, yeah, you know how she is. You know? Still doing music? Probably. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how that would look like, but probably. I don't see myself not being... Creative. Yeah. I mean, I don't see myself having a... a, a like, I always see myself having a close relationship with music. I don't know how it's going to look like for the rest of my life, but I'll always be around it you know before we get into like the last part of this can you like talk a little bit more or elaborate a little bit more about like your relationship with music and like you've done many collaborations um you have your own music as well like and i think genre wise like there's a lot of like experimentation like from the collaborations that you've done and even your own like music um how has like your like taste evolved before these collaborations and afterwards and like also just like your influences overall like how you integrate them into your music and like where did they come from like those like tell me a little bit about that 
Um, okay, so I kind of feel like with music, I'm sort of like a dirty sponge in a way. Because I. Very interesting, like. Well, because I absorb a lot, but I okay. also have my own stuff, you right. know? Okay. So, I like, you that. know, when you have, like, when you have a dirty sponge, right? And the dirty sponge absorbs something. When you kind of just. What's this? How do you say this? Like, in when English? you ring it out, like, ring out. When you, yeah, when you ring it out, there's, like, a new. <laughs> this is disgusting, but, like, a new juice that comes out. <laughs> um, and I think that's kind of how I am with music, you know? Like, I've always been very influenced by different artists throughout my life um and i sort of have my own perception of things and so that with a combination of me wanting to just make a combination of things ends up being its own thing with its influences of course but still its own thing i think i hope um i care a lot about not making music that sounds the same I don't know because I don't I don't know I feel like when I decided to put out music I kind of wanted my music to be in a way universal you know like like not only a specific group of people could listen to it yeah it's kind of like anyone can listen to it and I kind of still get that to this day hopefully it depends you know sometimes I'll put out something that's a little more for the young ones and I'll get my my group of 60 year olds not about it but um, yeah, I don't know. I think music is kind of like life in a way. And it's always just subject to change. And whatever you're going through in the moment is how you're presenting yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. um, that's how I am with music. Unfortunately, it's not as accurate in time because once you finish a song then there's a whole process, a whole process. so sometimes by the time it's out and people are listening to it you're already in a different place but it still feels relevant because it's a part of you and you might still going through it you might still be going through it um but yeah i don't know when it comes to influences it really varies um i've definitely had a lot of like uh classic like 60s 70s rock growing up um uh, a lot of like led zeppelin led zeppelin and pink floyd when i was like in high school yeah in high school you know it was not cool to listen to reggaeton and pop so i was listening to all the old artists really? i mean at least my high school experience mm -hmm. it was cool to listen to the pixies and um I don't know. A, a big variety. It's not a specific decade, but I don't know. You would listen to Joy Division and the Pixies and Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd. And if you thought The Wall was the cool Pink Floyd album, you didn't know Pink Floyd at all. <laughs> it's all about Division Bell or, I don't know, animals, whatever. Oh, my God, um, animals. I haven't heard that in so long. I know, yeah. So... I don't know, or like, oh, you, like I remember feeling, oh, you, you like Fleetwood Mac? Oh, you should know Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac, which was like the beginning, way before. It's not at all what you, what people associate uh, Fleetwood Mac with now. Um, but yeah, that was that was a time. I've always listened to pop, though. I've always liked pop music um, for two reasons. One, it's fun, and two, um, it usually reaches a lot of people. Yeah. And that's just always fun. I always want to feel like I'm a part of something. Um, and pop is just, you know, it's like, oh, we're all, you know, there's so many people that are listening to the same song. And it's cool. It's easy. 
um, but also jazz. I've listened to a lot of jazz, specifically when I started taking um, singing a little more seriously. My singing teacher introduced me to a lot of jazz singers that she was like, okay, I feel like you could definitely, this is definitely up your alley. So we started singing jazz standards and fell in love with that. I love it. I'm such a little bitch <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> music sometimes. Like, I love, uh, well, not music in general, just words, wor not words of affirmation, but like when someone writes a poem or a letter or a song and it's very just sentimental, I love that. But it's a fine balance, you know, between emotional, romantic, and corny. So, you know, yeah. you got to know. Um, but yeah, jazz standards. I, I brought that up because jazz standards usually are very sentimental and romantic and I love that um, but yeah I've listened to a lot luckily I've always listened to a lot of music it's just kind of been always a part of my life you know my family listens to a lot of music um, all my family I don't know like I'm, I'm in the car mom puts on the radio we're in the living room there's music playing the radio you know there's just always some music um, so I've definitely always been inspired. Um, and yeah, I was, I don't know, I guess I was fortunate enough, you know, that I have, like, I'm able to sing. And so I've always been able to emote, you know. I think that singing is emoting, really. Yeah, of course. Um, and yeah, I've just, I would just sing along to anything that was playing, you know. It would be, could be jazz, rock, pop, um, R&B, bossa nova. My Luis Miguel, like all kinds of stuff. African, well, what what specific? It's like well, Afro beats, uh, but also, damn, I can't remember her name. She's this African singer. Where's she from? Uh, I'm not gonna remember. No, no, not new at all. She's dead. She's been dead. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Just a lot of music, always, from all types of places in the world, and. It's influenced me to this day, you know? Yeah. I don't, I listen to a lot of contemporary music too. I care a lot about that. I used to not when I was in high school, as I said, but now I do. I think it's very important to listen to what's going on right now. Yeah, and that's you know? how you can also gauge like what do people really like right now too. Right, yeah, exactly. And that's a fine line, you know, because uh, I don't want to care too much. Right. Again, going back with the integrity, right. like it's what you want. Right, right, right. But it is right. Right, but it's also it's cool to know. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't like feeling like I don't know anything. You know, like I want to be proven wrong, but I also don't want to be in a meeting where I feel like I'm 110. You know, they're like talking about a song. And I'm like, what? I've never heard this before. And like, you know, sometimes <laughs> out it's of cool. the loop. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be out of the loop. I, don't, I get big FOMO. I don't want to. I don't want to feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> Especially not with music, you know. Oh, it just no. feels like such a like I feel like such a hypocrite. It's like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I make music, and then it's like, oh my god, have you heard the new? And I'm like, what? Oh, it's no, like you're I'm not like, tapped in. Right? Know? It's like what you know. And some people disagree. They're like, no. Some uh, I think it was Lauren Hill that that talked about how there's a time to make music and a time to listen to music. And I, unfortunately, as much as I love her, I don't know if I agree with that. I, I think I, I, I get what she meant by that, but 
I don't know. It's kind of like constantly studying, though. Like listening to music is a form of like studying and seeing like yeah. what are people trying, what how are people experimenting. We're always going to take influence from any song, sound, right. genre, subgenre, melodies, harmonies, and like still kind of integrate it because everything is like a product of like an influence of something else. Yes. I think commonly. Yeah. And it's kind. Of, I don't know. I think it's a little. I'm sorry, a little dumb to think that what you're doing is that original, you know? Most likely it's been done before. Yeah. And that's okay, though, you know? It's just putting your own, like, twist on it, your personality into it. Yeah. Your own emotions and story into it with songwriting and everything. Right, yeah. And also just, like, um, just be vulnerable with it, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, I've seen a lot of people cry, and... I don't feel any less when I see someone cry if they're actually crying. You know what I mean? And I feel like that, you can put that with music too. It's like, yeah, I might have heard this melody, you know, or this way of approaching drums or this sort of bass line, you know. It's very similar to the bass line of, I don't know, a specific whatever. I, I'm not going to get that specific, but um, if it feels like authentic and vulnerable, it still works. You know, I think. Um, so that's that's what I try to do. I try to. It doesn't always work, but I do. I try to. It's like the combination of being inspired and also being sort of like, I don't want to say brave because there's not always that much thought that goes into it for me, at least. Um, I don't know. When I think of brave, I think that you kind of like, you know, you're getting ready for battle. You're being brave, you know. <laughs> I just kind of, I'm like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, let's just do it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so, you know. And and then you just put it out there, you know, Um, and hope that people receive it, you know. And it's fun, too, because a lot of times, you know, I think when you're being, you know, authentic and vulnerable, you get people to come up to you also in a vulnerable and authentic way and come with a very different... um, experience you know like i don't know i've had someone tell me something about my lyrics and that's not at all how i intended it you know that wasn't what i was what i meant when i wrote it but it's still true you know like whatever i said whether it's what you thought i said or not it's still true does that make sense it does like in a, yeah there's not one i don't think there's one definition for things you know, I've even changed my own definition of a song or like a phrase, you know, like I felt this and then it morphed into that. And now it's this, you know, or even with a music video. I started off with this idea for the music video and then, and then change. it changed into something else. And and maybe someone else was like, oh, that shot that, you know, that was about you feeling small. And maybe it was not that at all, but it, it's also that, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, it's all like interpretation. Right, but it's also like, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, it's it's all interpretation. But there's no one truth, that's what I'm trying to say, you know? The only truth is the vulnerability part, you know? If you're honest and vulnerable, that's that's the truth. Everything else is kind of like, I think, the subject to change. Or subjective, like, it's based on... Of course, yeah. yeah. It's always subjective, you know? But but you feel it, Whatever, whatever it is, you felt it. That's how it is. That's how it be. That's how it is. Okay. 
So the last thing that I'm gonna ask you and try not to overthink it. We're like sitting on this bench and it's a little dirty, but we're like making it work. Um, is looking ahead, you today, what is something that you would want to tell your future self? Instead of the backflip on that, like when we think of like, oh, what would you tell your younger self? What advice would you give your younger self? Like, what would you want to tell your future self? Like, what would you, what kind, what words do you just want to let them know? Like, uh, relax, but not too much, bitch. It's very simple, but it's so true. Like, I, I have a hard time relaxing. You know, I can I can indulge and I can chill, but I'm not relaxed. I'm always just thinking and just like overthinking. You know, it, it, it constantly feels like there's like <laughs> in my head, um, and I can only see it getting worse. So yeah, relax, just relax. It's very you know something that profound and exciting, but no, but that's that's good. Yeah, but not too much, not too much. Don't get comfortable. Don't get lazy. Mm. You know, I don't like lazy people, and I don't want to become what I don't like. So that's true. That's fact. Yeah, and we can all get a little lazy. Let's be real. But relaxing is very important. You know, I think it brings clarity, and I I undermine that sometimes. I think that I always have to be be doing stuff and keep going. Blah, blah, blah. And sometimes you just need to just like ponder with, you know, just like sit down with your thoughts and just discern, you know, kind of like meditate, try to do that. Yeah, just to, as I said, you know, when, when we started talking, I was talking about how I used to be way more like, um, I would just do something, you know? And it was, it was impulsive, but it was also just like, just not putting the, the thought and confidence into what I was doing and just sort of feeling like, my actions are no one's in a sense if that makes sense it's like oh what i'm doing is not necessarily gonna affect much mm -hmm. you know and i think there's that there's always a repercussion of course yeah. you know and to others and to myself and yeah. just in general so as i'm getting older I'm, I'm trying to be more like confident and um intentional with what i do um and i think that comes with also just having the power of discernment and knowing when to do and when not to do, you know. My therapist definitely helps me out with that. You know, she's always like, when you don't know what to do, don't do anything at all. Ooh, you know? That's really good advice, when actually. you don't know what to say, don't say anything, you know. Sometimes you just gotta sit with it. I'm not good at sitting with it. Again, you can ask my mom. I've, I don't <laughs> stay still. <laughs> it's really hard to stay still. Um, so yeah, relax. But not too much. Bitch. I love I love that and hopefully in like whenever we hear this in the future I mean it will be posted at some point but if you ever get to listen to it again in like five years from now four years from now we will have done don't speak live because I need that to happen oh yes definitely. I, I need that I'm to happen about it. I would be honored for sure I love that song I get so in it I, I showed it to my brother because he hadn't heard it in a while. Or I guess I don't know if he hadn't heard it ever. And he was like, dude, Don't Speak is such a good song. And I was like, are you trying to cover it? Because I can make it happen. I know someone who's down. <laughs> so Yay. Office Hours and Camille, we're going to do that at some point. Yes, I'm so down. I truly love that song. And it was kind of similar. Like that happened to me too. 
I, I, I knew the song, but then one day I, I really paid attention to it and I was like, oh my God. It's so beautiful. It's so good. It grows in a way that just feels right, you know? Gwen's doing her thing. It's great. I love it. Same. All right, well, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. I felt like I was just like, oh, I got the whole time. No, we love that. We need that. Well, I'm used to, you know, it's like a, I don't know, every time that I have a sort of like interview, I always feel like, wait, but what about you? you nope, know? I'm not, that's not on the record today. Mm -hmm.